0: Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen, and today I am back with Rachel Shelb, Welcome back, Rachel.
1: Thanks so much. It's good to be here.
0: She interviewed with us last week. And so if you have not listened to that, you want to go back and listen to it. She went through her journey of walking through grief and also being a grief supporter. And basically, we talked through how... She has surrendered to the Lord and has been writing a book and just learned to love others well. She has a podcast, and we can get her to tell all that information of how you can follow all those things at the end of this episode again. But it was just so impactful. She talked to us about how we can share with others in an honest way about when we need to step away walking through someone with grief, how we can love them well, how we can encourage them with the appropriate scriptures And just so many different things. And so if you have not listened to the part one of our interview with Rachel, I want you to go back and listen to that real quick before you proceed with this one, if you have the time. But I'm so excited that you're back with us today. Um, I am really excited about this topic because I think that it's so important. We're going to talk about finding your community today and specifically talking about walking through hard things, along with the grief supporter subject that we talked about last week. But also, when I was talking to Rachel, I just said, you know, a lot of moms, they have trouble saying, like, if someone said, who are your people, like, who can you call if something goes wrong, if you need help last second with your kids or whatever it may be, a lot of us, we don't have a long list if we even have a list at all of people like that. And so I know that that's a huge burden on a lot of moms' hearts. Like We want people to do the fun things with, but we also want people to walk through the hard things with as well. And so today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about finding your people and finding the kind of people that are going to stick around in those hard times like through the grieving things that you walk through or through the things that they walk through that you're going to be a friend of them and that as well so really nobody has been with people in the traditional sense like until probably this summer this past summer really and the yeah. vaccine and all the things that are like you know out now and it's like making people I guess feel more comfortable I don't know but I feel like friendships really got down to their, like, rawest, purest form during the pandemic because it was like, you know, I'm only going to be around so many people. So you really had to, like, work hard to communicate with those people that you wanted to stay connected with, but you probably weren't going to, like, go out to dinner with or get together with or fly on a plane to see them or something like that, you know, because of what was going on. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Zoom and Voxer and Marco Polo have been incredible tools um, for me to stay connected with people. And, um, you know, for my friends that live in Tennessee still, um, to be able to Marco Polo them or Vox them has been incredible. Um, it allows for us to have a closer friendship than we would without that. And I think that that, uh, it really has just allowed me to see value in those forms of communication beyond just the face-to-face interaction. I'm always kind of going to be a person who prefers face-to-face interaction. Um, But in this season of life, I've really, God has really just shown me what community can mean and that it doesn't have to just mean face-to-face interactions. Um, because at the end of the day, what we all want, and this is true if you're grieving, this is true if you are um, having the best day of your life, this is true for everything in between. What we want is we want to be seen, known, and loved. And so I think that um, one of the examples I see in scripture that shows this, um, when Moses is about to pass basically pass the baton on to Joshua and um, Moses needs to be up on the, he's up on the mountain. He's raising up his arms and as long as his arms are up, then Joshua is down in the valley and he is successful in this battle. But as, as, I mean, if any of us try to hold our arms up for the length of a battle, um, our arms are going to get tired. Um, my arms get tired, you know, just like halfway through a worship song <laughs> if I'm raising my hands. So yeah. like, I, I wouldn't be able to handle it through a whole battle, you know. Yeah. But, um, but Aaron and her see this, and they see what's happening, and they see that every time Moses lowers his arm, Joshua becomes defeated, and his and the other side starts gaining on them. And they come through and they come and they sit Moses down on a rock and they hold up his arms for him. And to me, that's such a picture. And I, you know, I've had some people and um, this is a, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily suggesting this as an option, but this is a really <laughs> great way to kind of know um, whether the people you have in your life are solid or not, is if you ask them, hey, I just need someone to be my, my Aaron and her. Can you just lift up my arms in this? And if they go, Oh yeah, sure. And then they don't follow through with that. Um, then those are people, you know, but they're not your community, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you reach out and you say, Hey, I need some people that'll lift up my arms. That'll pray alongside of me. That'll check in on me. That'll really like help me. I am really struggling in this. And they do it. Then those are your, those are your people. That's your community. You found them. Congratulations. You know, um, And so I think of that, and I want those people in my life, and we all do, that will support us. But I think sometimes we have to be willing to look outside the box. Um, I have friends that are um, eight years younger than me. I have friends that are 15 years older than me. Um, I have one of my friends, she is in Chicago, um, and she's the one I mentioned, but she actually was one of the, or she was the first girl that I ever discipled. I was in high school. She was in middle school, um, or maybe I was... Yeah, something, somewhere around that age crap. And I started discipling her. And now I consider her to be one of my really good friends. And she's married and has three kids. And we talk about all those type of things. But um, it started out that way. So if, if I had been only looking for people my age to be my friend or people with the same um, situations as me, then I would have missed out on maintaining this friendship for the long haul and letting it switch from a mentor situation to a friendship. Um, If I had thought, oh, this person who has an adult child um, doesn't remember what it's like to have kids that are (laughs) um, annoying and going into timeout all the time and all of these things, then I would have missed out on this other really great friendship. Um, And so I think sometimes we have to broaden our horizon and look and say, okay, God, who am I supposed to have community with? Um, cause I'm trying over here with these play date moms and I'm not fitting in with them. So who am I supposed to have community with? Show me where I'm supposed to belong, where, what does that look like for me? And, um, and I think a lot of times it just doesn't look like what we think it's going to look like. Uh, and we have to be okay with that. Yeah. Um,
0: I have a really good but, example of something like that. Yeah, go um, for it. So whenever I had my first child, Jake, um, I've shared on here before, but he was, a nightmare is kind of putting it nicely, honestly. I hate to say that, but it's true he had yeah, yeah, se- him, but- he had severe colic and he was he didn't take like milk well we he had like an allergy to it and I mean that's all babies really have, right and so just it was just a, it was a journey it was it was a really long, terrible journey that they told me every month it'll get better and it never did until he like turned one. so anyways, he's great now. But all that to say, I had a group of friends that um, I went to college with all of them, but we weren't all like besties or anything like in the middle of college. And um, but we all kind of had children around the same time. So it kind of like bonded us in a way from that. And um, so one thing I will say is did we have play groups and things together? Yes. But in most of the time that he was like six months and under, I was just like miserable. Like I didn't I was like, this mom thing's supposed to go better. Like I don't understand. Like I'm not like I'm not doing good. I'm not doing a good job. Like he's not happy ever. Like, what am I doing wrong? Kind of thing. <laughs> and I just remember one of those friends that <laughs> She came over to our house. And I was just literally like so tired. I couldn't even and I mean, your hormones are all over the place. Talk about being like in a million pieces, you know? And yeah, so anyways, they come over her and her husband, and they just they just sit down with us and they say, We've been through this, and um, we know where you're at. And uh, and I can remember she brought me, like, several freezer crockpot meals. She brought me snacks for the middle of the night because he didn't sleep. And they just sat with us, and they just told us, they said, it's okay. And they, they proceeded to tell us that – her husband like basically like punched a wall from how bad it was like hearing crying 24 7 because she's the only one that kind of understood out of all the friends yeah. and everything and then she said they drove around one night so desperate they were heading to the emergency room because they did not know what was wrong with her i mean it was uncontrollable crying like the entire day never stopped and oh, she goodness. fell asleep on the way to the hospital. And so they just they just parked in the parking lot at the ER and all went to sleep and stayed there. <laughs> and so I mean it's funny, but in the moment I really thought like I can resonate with that. Like that's like yeah. that's where we're at right now. And so um, you know, now I look back on it and I smile and I laugh, but I also see that Yes, they were being my people, like in the fun things, but in the hard things that in that moment was all consuming for me. It's of course no longer that way. He's eight years old now, but in that moment, it was all consuming for me and my husband. My husband's coworkers told him that he looked like a walking zombie at work because we literally did not sleep. And so it was just it was a bad season and they came alongside us and they loved us well, but also said, hey, like, we know what you're going through right now. And it's not easy. And we have done these crazy things like too, like and it just yeah. I, I just remember it just made me feel better. You know, that like it does. somebody I, I mean, else understood. I that's really well on purpose. Yeah. that
1: is being intentional. Cause they, they could have just said like, Oh yeah, like we know it's hard, but instead they were like, no, 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 we're going to come over to your house. We're going to bring you the crock pot meals. We're going to bring you the snacks and we're going to tell you like the story from like one of the worst nights we ever had.
0: <laughs> yeah. It really <laughs> meant a lot to me and I've never forgotten it. And I'm not even really that close to her anymore because we don't live in the same city, but I know that the Lord gives you people in seasons of life um And there's people that stick with you through every season, I realize, especially, like, family and just those best friends that he gives you no matter where they are in the country, like you're saying. But I also think, like, there are seasons of life where if you are just asking the Lord, like, I need somebody to, like, help me, to understand me right now, I really feel like the Lord can use other people to bless you and, like— absolutely
1: help you Um, in those moments
0: of chaos (laughs) you know so yeah.
1: yeah i don't think we give nearly enough um credence to um the value of seasonal relationships um i think that um it makes sense in a day and age where um we do move for jobs and we do um switch schools for our kids um for whatever reason, and we do kind of have more movement in our lives, um, it makes sense that we would have more seasonal friends that are meet us in the middle of our of our moments and the seasons of our life, and may not stick with us for all of it. But that doesn't negate the importance and the value that they bring. Right? You talk about this friend who's not um, you're not you know is now out of town that you're not like super close to anymore, but yet eight years ago they were exactly with you in the middle of it helping you supporting you and you're still talking about it and sharing about it 8 years later mm-hmm. while your son is now 8 you're you're still talking about the importance and the value that that had for you and i think that when we can kind of break out of this mindset that community has to look like a tribe of women that we get together every week. And um, they're going to be our best friends. And we're going to still be hanging out when we're like 95 years old. And (laughs) all of these things like, yeah, that sounds amazing. That sounds really cool. But I don't think that that is necessarily where it's at. Because I know, at least for me, I would be able to put far more value into these these women than I would put into my relationship with the Lord. I think another thing that we can do in terms of like loving well on purpose, there's two things. One, um, we need to be looking for people and and taking action that we wish other people would do. So if you wish people would invite you over for dinner, invite them over for dinner. Um, and don't expect reciprocation don't invite them to expect them to think that this is turning into a lifelong friendship do it because you wish someone would invite you over for dinner right and you have no idea necessarily how god is going to use that and build that relationship or or whatnot but um, go out and do those things if you um, wish that your kid had someone to play with and you had playdates to go to ask ask another mom say hey like can we, can we get together? You know, we're new here or whatever. And, um, Johnny needs a friend and just be real honest because as moms, we want our kids to have friends, right? That's something we want. And so if, if you feel awkward saying, Hey, like, will you be my friend? Um, then put it on Johnny and say, Hey, Johnny needs a friend. Can we hang out? Um, you want to come over and, and have a play date, um, reach out and make those, those movements. Um, and do those things. I think that sometimes we um, can get so caught up in going, why doesn't anyone reach out to me? And why am I always alone? And why don't I have community and why don't I have people? Um, And those are very real feelings. And I don't for a second want to diminish them because I have those feelings um, like, Every four months, but, um, so I'm not, I'm not dismissing them, but I am saying that, um, sometimes the enemy can use that to allow us to wallow and allow us to become very self-focused and we forget that we have the ability, um, to reach out to other people and that loving well can look like reaching out and trying Um, and it can get exhausting. I, I hear that. I understand that, but keep reaching out, keep asking the Lord for that community. He is faithful to do it. The other thing is look for how you can help build other friendships and build community for others. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but I, my friend in Chicago, um, I was talking with her and I know that she, she moved there like right in the middle of like, right as the pandemic was starting, which is really a terrible time when you have three small children it's a terrible time to move across country um, because you can't get together with anyone. You can't go anywhere. Everything's shut down, everything, you know, it's just hard. And, um, and so she was kind of, has kind of been in a boat where she was like, I'm really struggling to find community. Well, I had connected with a girl on Instagram and we were hanging out and we were talking and um, I think she's really great and really fun. I've never met her in person, but um, one day she posted something. And I was like, wait a second. And so I was like, where, where do you live? And then I texted my other my friend and I was like, hey, where do, where do you live? And I realized that they're like 20 minutes away from each other. And so I reached out on Instagram to both of them. And I was like, hey, this is awkward. This is weird. We'll get over it. Um, this, <laughs> And I introduced them and I was like, I think y'all could be friends. Y'all should totally hang out. Like your kids are roughly the same age y'all would be friends, I think, like, and left, it I was like, and if y'all don't want to do that, just that's fine. And just be mad at me. And so, <laughs> like, It was totally awkward, like, for sure, a legitimate awkward exchange on Instagram. Um, but you know what happened is that they've gotten together for a couple of playdates, and they've hit it off. That's awesome. And And so, yeah. And so I have no, I get nothing from that. I get no benefit from that. Right. I don't have like an additional friend now. Like it's not like some, I don't have play dates now. Like I get nothing from this other than knowing that I got to help create community and connection for other people. And so I think when we, When we're able to branch out and not look so self-focused on a community, we're able to broaden our picture of what community looks like, that maybe it's involving people that are different ages than us, that live in different places than us. um, Then we start to find that we really do have our people.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's so practical with pandemic, like you said, and, and beyond. I mean, just before it and after it, just to really Look at how we can be intentional. Sometimes people aren't going to seek us out. Sometimes we need to seek other people out and that's, and that's okay. Um, That's a great challenge, I think, to, to all of us as, um, as moms, you know, because we all need those meaningful relationships. And I know that you, um, I loved how on the last episode, if you've all listened to that out there and you need to, if you haven't, but Rachel shared some verses with us and I thought they were a great way to just like have a takeaway, um, something that is rooted in scripture and God's word. And to really just kind of give us a challenge at the end of like all these things that we've been unpacking and talking about, like with community and and grief care and all those things. And so, um, I think you have two verses today that you want to share. Yeah. Share those with us today.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so these two verses kind of um, sum up, I guess, the idea that, um, you know, I want to have my people, but I also want to be someone's person. And I want to do those things. And these verses really talk to that. Um, Galatians 6.2. Again, we've probably heard these verses. These are not like hidden buried treasures. But I think sometimes when we look at the um, original language, it makes it a little bit more full and rich um, when we understand it a little bit more. Um, so Galatians six two says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Um, and so this bear one another's burdens, um, I don't necessarily always think of that in terms of friendships. I'm like, I don't go, I'm going to bear one another's burdens today, right? Like that's not the goal. But when we understand what that actually means, um, is it means to sustain, support, and to take on ourselves. Um, and so so to fulfill the law of Christ, right? If we're going to switch this around, to fulfill the law of Christ, we have to take someone else's burdens on ourselves. Um, and that's, that's kind of a big thing, right? Because suddenly community is way less about me suddenly community is way more about how i can take on someone else's burdens and relieve the stress and the burdens off of them and we all have burdens and it doesn't have to be full like full-blown grief it can just be like honestly <laughs> it can just be the stress and the burden of um, fixing dinner one more dang time <laughs> yeah. um I'm so sick of fixing meals for my people. Like I've been doing this now for a while. Like I don't love cooking. I enjoy baking. I don't love cooking. And I just, um, I wish that we could just eat out every single night because that would just be way (laughs) more fun, right? Um, And so when I have had people that have known that I've been like super stressed out or super busy or super whatever, and they have um, gotten Uber Eats delivered to my door, or they have fixed a meal and dropped it off to my house and not just here's a newsflash. It doesn't have to just be after someone's had a baby or had a death in the family. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it's just that you hear that your friend is like super stressed with life and work and all the things and you go, hey, which night this week is going to be the most helpful and I'm going to have pizza sent to your house. Um, That's bearing one another's burdens. That's taking on the pressure of like what's for dinner tonight and taking that on yourself and saying, hey, let me help you with that. Um, that is hearing that a friend is stressed and um, dropping off coffee. Those are ways of loving well and taking on those burdens onto someone else. It's also listening to them when they are in a grief journey. It's also um, going when they're experiencing job loss and those type of things, right? But this is how we fulfill the law of Christ, is by taking on one another's burdens. Um, And suddenly that becomes like, way more intense than just this cute little verse that's easy to memorize of bear one another burdens, Um, suddenly it becomes like this really important task and really important purpose to community and why community can't just be about us. and then the other verse that I love is 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. And it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Um That's just a good verse. (laughs) That's just a good couple (laughs) of verses right there. It is. um, That word comfort that you see all throughout there, right? Like, let me count it. There's five times, I think. But that word is parakaleo, and it means to strengthen by consolation. And so when we think of that comfort, that's what that is, right? Is strength from consolation. It's when someone comes alongside of us and consoles us and encourages us and listens to us and hears us, we are strengthened by that. And so the God of all comfort, the God who is able to give us strength through consoling us, he comforts us in all of our affliction, all of the things, not just an affliction doesn't have to just be like... Again, it doesn't have to just be the really big, huge, giant, monumental things. Sometimes in our life, affliction is having a colicky baby, which in the grand scheme of life is not the most tragic thing in the world. But when you're in the middle of a colicky baby, because my second was a colicky baby as well, so I feel your pain on that. It feels like it's the end of the world. It does. feels like you're going to jump off a cliff at some point. Like It is (laughs) awful it's terrible and so I think that sometimes we think like oh we read a verse like this or we think of this and affliction has to be like the end of the world and so we dismiss a, t- a lot of times the fact that we need comfort because we go oh but other people have it so much worse or so and so is going through this and so I don't want to reach out to them and burden them with one more thing but that's not really how this works sometimes they mean in may need a distraction from their own stuff. And they may actually gain strength from consoling you while you gain strength from that consolation. And so, you know, when we think of that, community um, is really like mutually beneficial. And so when we get to be comforted by the Lord, when we reach out to him for that first and we say, hey God, I need friends, I need community, I need help in this, I need help on this grief journey, help me out and he does and he provides that comfort and he is faithful to do that in all of our affliction. It then says so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. So whatever they're going through, we get to offer comfort, not because we necessarily can be like, Oh, I've been there. Me too. But because we can say, Hey, it's okay. I can sit with you in this. Tell me, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're going through. Um, how can I help you? What's going to, what's going to be beneficial for me to support you? Um, And when we ask those questions and when we are willing to sit, then we're providing that comfort and we're strengthening these friends. We're strengthening these people in our lives. Um, And then that's that full circle picture of what we've received from God, we get to then offer to other people. Um, And I just think that's incredible. And that's really the picture of what community is, right? Is that um, God loves us. And so we love other people. And as we love other people, we are loving God well. And as we love God well, we then love other people well and it continues in this cyclical thing and that's community in a nutshell. And, um, and so we need people, we need people um, in the good times and the hard times, but um, we don't want to just have, um, you know, this tribe of people that looks really great and looks really fun on social media, but can't handle the hard stuff. It would be better to have one or two or three people that really are with you in the hard and the good, um, then a whole bunch of people that can't hang with you in the hard stuff.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that that verse, um, that was second Corinthians one, three through four is just really like a great way to like, like end with this podcast episode, because it is so true. Like, like you said, as you, love the Lord. He will help you love others. And as you love others, he'll, that will help lead you closer to the Lord. Like if, if your heart is, is right in that, like this verse is talking about and like in finding your people, finding your community. So I, I love that. I think that that's like a great way to just leave like something that people can hold on to something that people can be challenged by and um, find and underline and, you know, memorize and all the things um, in their Bibles and Also, I will include these verses and some of these um, specific challenges that Rachel's given today and um, put them in the show notes or it's on the blog tab on faithful31moms.com and there'll be a link right there or on the homepage to listen to this podcast episode or the first part that we've referred to a few times. And Rachel, will you tell us how they can find you on your website and your Instagram and all those things? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So you can find me on the website at rachelshelb.com. I'm sure Mallory will have the spelling for you when you go to the show notes, but it's rachelshelb.com and I have a blog there and then you can sign up for my email list to send out a monthly newsletter um, with just some recap of things and some of my favorite things for that month and just different stuff that I would love for you to be part of that Love Well On Purpose community. Um, And then you can find me on Instagram. I'm on there a lot sharing all sorts of random things um, from pancake cereal reels to Um, all sorts of stuff. But um, it is at Rachel Shelb. And then I would love it if you also would tune into my um, weekly five minute podcast called Love Well on Purpose. It's found anywhere that podcasts are heard.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. And like she said, if you didn't catch that, or you're like, how do you spell Shelb? Because I definitely struggled in the beginning (laughs) with that, her last name. Um, I will have all of that written out on faithful31moms.com. I thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you've been challenged to go out and love people well, invite somebody to dinner, find your people. And if, if you feel like you are not anywhere near being able to just call somebody up or invite somebody, like start talking to the Lord about bringing those people into your life and letting you be intentional so that you can love others well and in turn that they can Be there for you in the good things and the hard things like we talked about. So I hope that you've been challenged. I hope that you've been encouraged. And thank you all so much for listening and have a blessed day. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in
1: association with Love Worth Finding Ministries. Built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at faithful31moms. That's faithful31moms.com.